Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey everybody, welcome out there to another edition of In the Pain Overtime, our short series where we talk about various topics in a short, hard-hitting manner. We kind of uh, wanted to talk about USA basketball uh, over Memorial Day weekend uh, here with Chelsea Hopkins and Ani Umana. I know they were watching the USA uh, World Cup. Chelsea, uh, what's going down? What happened? What you know? What's your hot take? Obviously, USA had their first setback. USA took a, a loss that I think was deserving. I mean, I had the opportunity to wake up and watch the game, um, and Lithuania outplayed them from start to finish. I think Lithuania had a lot of luck on their side with some of the the, the shooting percentages and, and the shots that they were able to make. But you know, they were very deserving of winning that game. Um, and, you know, there's been a lot of reactions because this is our first loss and, you know, there's a lot to be said. There's been a lot of controversy just about, you know, um, NBA basketball versus the world uh, in light of Noah Lau's uh, comments about world champions. And I think this just kind of tells a little bit of a story, but I don't want to give too much of an overreaction. I think just the gap in, in from international play to, to, to play in the United States is just closing a little bit. Sure. Um, I think we're starting to see that you can't just you know, slap the USA C team together and, you know, bring them overseas and think that we're just going to dominate all competition. You know, the games have been, you know, fairly competitive, even though we've been fortunate enough to win. Um, And I just feel like it's telling a slight story. We're still superior, obviously, if we want to bring the guys um, down there. And ultimately, those probably will not be the same guys that we take to the Olympics in Paris next summer. But Hey, Lithuania deserved the win. And I think it's good for basketball to be able to have these conversations. What do you think, Ani? Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, Lithuania deserved to win that game. Uh, USA's kind of had a little issue with their starts, especially the past few matchups. So Lithuania is not a team that I mean, I've been watching a lot of FIBA basketball and don't, seeing a team like Lithuania, they're not a team you want to start slow with. Um, they may be just all around the best team. When you talk about the guard play, the shooting, and with size, mm-hmm. with Valanciunas and the uh, and the low block. But <clears throat> I agree the the gap between international play and what we have in America has dwindled. Uh, obviously, I don't agree with Noah Lyles' whole take on the whole you know NBA <laughs> chairs. That's another thing. But uh, I I definitely think like for people just saying oh USA is done like it was one game. Right. Lithuania shot the hell out the basketball. It was nuts. It was like nine for nine from three. They made some shots that I doubt they'll make again. Uh, if USA were to play the game and make some adjustments, as we kind of saw towards the end, Lithuania does have a hard time against some pressure. 
Uh, and USA is not going to full court press the whole game, but applying more pressure to their guards, making them have to play a little bit faster. I think I think the outcome's different, but I definitely think this shows. I think this was a wake up call for that team that they just can't walk in, have these slow starts, and then you're going to beat any team, right? Uh, I just think it just it's just like okay, you got to lock in. We got better starts, and we got to we got to respect our opponents more. And I think that's what this game really showed. Mm. Makes sense. I, I kind of agree with that respect factor. Years ago, it was kind of like, oh, USA's now sending their pros, and wow, they're just better, and they could kind of show the world how good they are and maybe inspire the world. I, I, what do you guys think? Do you guys think um, NBA and all in general is inspiring other pros or just inspiring kids around the world? I, I just don't see them inspiring pros no more, like from other countries. They're like, hey, we can play. You know, we might not be as better, better, but we can play. I, I, do you guys still see the inspirational factor, or is it more like, hey, no, they're coming to play, they're coming to win, and and maybe this also has to do with a little bit of their uh, lead up and their building and their training into this FIBA type events. I, I think there's a little bit of an inspiration factor, but I think that the current trend in the league, and we've talked about this before, is international players coming over and and, and dominating and showing that they belong. Sure. We have Joker, we have Luca, we have Giannis, people yeah. that are not from here that have, you know, our household names in the NBA. Sure. So I think people still have those aspirations of wanting to play in the best league in the world. Yeah. But I don't think it's, you know, end all be all of them thinking that they can't play there because yeah. they're, they're seeing people, you know, from their countries come there and come into the yeah. NBA and, and deliver and, and be superstars, yeah. you know. Um, at the moment, we have a lot of international players that are that are doing very well. So um to answer the question i, I think that you know it, it's getting to be kind of a pretty level playing field they know that they can make it and they know that they belong because they see people doing it i don't right. know what do you think i just think they're inspirational as far as just financially like you see them guys contract i mean that's <laughs> yeah. right there yeah. like you know I mean, if anybody i mean if i'm seeing someone honey that'll four, inspire you for sure <laughs> hey yo if i see someone making 40 million i'm inspired you know, <laughs> so I think from that standpoint, I don't think it uh, it's the it inspires as much from like uh, yeah from a talent standpoint like it used to. Yeah. As you're starting to see it in these other countries, and uh, again, like skilled and feel is really taught, you know, outside of America uh, more so than it is in in in, the, in this nation. So you know, I don't think there's as far as like the game, maybe the athleticism and money, like seeing yeah. a guy like LeBron James, seeing yeah. like, like, you know, yeah. from that standpoint. Yeah. But I don't think from a skill standpoint, it's, it's like that anymore. Yeah. For real. And that's kind of what I was speaking of is, is the players, the other players on the other teams. I don't think they're looking at the USA like, wow, you know, I inspired to be like those guys one day or yeah, they know they can play with them. Maybe like you said, they, they want to see where they're at. Can they play in the NBA? Can I be a good NBA player? But, yeah, I, I still think USA basketball or USA players still inspire the rest of the country, the rest of the countries around the world, you know. But yeah, not not in terms of that team inspiring those players. No, you know? right. Which we kind of saw before. And let me ask you a question: What is USA? Okay, they don't have the twelve best supposedly best players. So I guess it's a two, two, two part question. I'll ask Chelsea one and Ani the other is, uh, you know, do we need the twelve? Supposed best players. And then, Ani, the question for you would be, no, we don't need the 12 best players. We need the best team. So, like, Chelsea, do we now need the best players in the NBA to play in these events or no? And then, Ani, that's your question. We just need a better system and a better buildup and a better training regimen to get them ready for that 
tournament that they're going to play, whether it's the Olympics or anything else? Uh, I'll start. I definitely think that we need um, just better. I, I don't want to say the best players, but just like making the pieces fit a little better. Sure. I'm not a super fan of the team that we have right now. Yeah. No, like true shooter on the team. Um, okay. You know, they had a little bit of leadership issues. Like, is it going to yeah. be B.I.? Is it going to be, you know, Brunson? Like, I, I don't really see a super identity with this team. Sure. I would like to have, you know, one or two of the best players that we have, because maybe that would just establish a pecking order. Okay, yeah. you know, LeBron is here, so you guys already know. Braun, boom, 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 and everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't think that we need the 12 best guys, per se. But yeah. I don't really like how the roster was accumulated. And I just think, too, like, just our preparation. And that's what I want to ask you guys about after Ani yeah. Um, answers your question. You know, yeah. what steps are we really taking to prepare for for these type of events? And we have yeah. USA basketball, you know, starting at I think under 18, you know, or yeah. maybe even lower on, on the yeah. grassroots um level. But just our preparation doesn't seem great either. So yeah. maybe we don't need the best, you know, players, but we need a you know better assimilation of how we're gonna put the team together and better preparation. What did, what, what did our boys do this time? They had, what, a two-week training camp in, in Las Vegas and said, all right, you know, here we go. Let's start. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't think we're going to give our best performance if that's the situation. I don't know. So I have two – I'm, I'm going to answer your question, like, in two ways. I, do, I definitely think from an American standpoint, feel yeah. and skill doesn't get taught well yeah. from, from the grassroots level, which kind of yeah. sometimes hurts us. Uh, as far as the NBA, you got the best of the best. When I look at how FIBA teams are constructed, I agree with Chelsea. Like, you have to have a dude, like a dude, dude. Yeah. It's got to be like, you know, you got Luca <laughs> at, at Slovenia. You got SGA in Canada. Like, there's you got to have one or two of them type guys. I think the rest of the guys got to provide shooting and quality mm. defense. And then you got to have three bigs. Like, because there isn't no defensive three-second violation, your, your fives don't have to necessarily shoot threes like that. They need to yeah. be bigs like that can finish yeah. around the rim and plus you don't have the offensive basket interference too like i just think the way it's constructed you your bigs don't necessarily need to be guys that are stretch fives you yeah. know and i think that's where lithuania killed us is our post <clears throat> our post defense and that's yeah. what a lot of teams even when you saw canada i thought the, the, the post defense like where bruno caboclo killed them <laughs> inside you gotta have the the way your bigs are had to be more of a jaron jackson jonas yeah. valanciunas uh, Walter Tavares, like those type of bigs, like we see international play. If you're going to compete in FIBA, because you got Paulo playing the five, you're, he's going to get killed <laughs> on yeah. defense. Like you can't, you can't play those guys as your five. You got to have more shooting, like Chelsea said. You yeah. got to have someone that one or two guys that's like these are our guys. This is who we roll with. And your bigs don't necessarily have to be your most skilled bigs. They just need to be big rim protectors. Finishers, sure. rebounders, you know, and post defenders. You know, you look at Spain with Pau Gasol and Marcus, just all of that. <laughs> you know, we don't have that. Like, you look at our front line, it's Jaron Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jaron Jackson's and nothing against Jaron Jackson. He's a fire. Yeah, he's a great player, but like, he can't handle yeah. Like, yeah. when the team has three of those type guys, you're asking yeah. him and Walker Kessler, who just finished his rookie season, yeah. and Paolo to handle that. Like, we're not going to, you're not going to be able to win like that. Got it. And, and for Paulo and maybe even Jaron, it's a great experience to play in this, you know, to get in, in 
they're young, you know, on the younger side, but it's like, yeah, do we need to send like our best post player in the world? You know, like, right. You know, so I, I get what you both say that both makes sense. Um, you know, so is it going to be Chelsea? What can we do where it's like, is it going to be younger guys, guys that are mid tier NBA players? Cause they want to do it. They want to take the time to do it and they enjoy it. And like you said, and maybe they're not the, you know, they're just kind of thrown together. They only do it a couple, 10 days, two weeks. Or do you think it even needs to be a bigger commitment than it was before? Cause now that Grant Hill's in charge, he kind of took it over from Jerry Colangelo. Mm -hmm. And when USA lost in that 2002 world championship in 2004, they kind of took a new commitment. Like, Hey, we need mm -hmm. to, they really just threw those teams together. Now they, <laughs> yeah. they, took, they took a new, they took a new, uh, you know, stance like, hey, we need to make a little bit more commitment. They got a commitment from some of the better players, mainly Kobe Bryant, and they, and they turned it around. But, like, do we need even a bigger commitment? I think I think we definitely need some of the, the guys to really commit. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know, you know, some of the players are getting older and they're not going to get everybody. But sure. like, like I said, we just need to establish what team we're going to be and the rest can kind of fall into place from there. Sure. Um, you know, last year, or I guess Olympics, what, Katie and Dame, like yeah. those are very formidable. That That's pretty much all you need in a scenario like this. And then you can make the pieces fit around those guys. But sure. I definitely think it's a commitment. And I don't think that we should just allow guys to pop up and play in the Olympics. There has okay. to be some type of, you know what I mean? Some type of commitment at some level, because the Olympic team is going to be different than this World Cup team that we have. And we already know that. Yeah, I know everybody's not going to play, but how are we just going to make that transition? Like we have this world cup team and then we bring our Olympic team and it's totally different, you know? Yeah. So I, I do think there needs to be some level of commitment. I don't necessarily have the answers of the how to do it because you're not going to get everybody, but we need to get some of our guys to be a part of this. And I think if our world cup team as is had a better mix of veterans and experience and maybe a top dog that's definitive instead of every game we're trying to figure out, is it, Anthony Edwards, B.I., is it Brunson? Like, I think the team would just be better off. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, Ani, quick question for you. So, as Chelsea mentioned, we have uh, – we mean you go to the Olympic training facility a few times in Colorado Springs. I've uh, been many times. I know you have. Um, mm -hmm. So, we got down to the 16-under. Uh, they play in uh, the, either FIBA Americas or World Cup every other year, depending on what year it is. Um They've made a lot of waves because we see a lot of those young players, whether it's Josh Jackson, uh, tons of them. Not not all the, you know, some of them get cut. You know, De'Aaron Fox, Lonzo Ball got cut. I remember we, that was kind of big news. So guy, good guys get cut. We've seen Harry Giles. We've seen these younger guys. And we're going to continue to see them because they, they go to the training camp. We just went to one at the NCAA Final Four. Uh, but they're undefeated. The 16U team is undefeated. I don't even know if they've ever played a close game. So my question for you and or Chelsea, you could jump in, is they're, they're so far ahead of the other countries at 16U. I, it's honestly nothing against Don Showalter and those guys. They do great. Not even that interesting to me. I like it's to see right. American players like to, 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 you know, see who, where they are as 16-year-olds. But my million-dollar question, I guess that would be Chelsea's question. I don't want to speak for her. Is like, what happens between 16 and 21 where the gap is just so closed and now they might lose in a, in a, you know, a FIBA event and 19 U or uh, a, a rural type of event, but they're not losing at 16 U. They're not even coming close to losing really. So I think we'll, it's, 
what yeah, happened? I think it's just physical. Just a, I mean, guys physically are more mature and can hold up better. I mean, you got to look at the guys. I mean, when you, you've been to middle school tournaments and stuff like that. I mean, those kids are grown men. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you, you know, when you get into 16 and you're physically more dominant than the other group, skill and field doesn't <clears throat> play much of a role. At 19, 20, 21, it does. And I think that's why, like, you talked about the FIBA 19, uh, U19 group. They, like, they struggled. Uh, okay. They struggled uh, with that, with that, uh, with international play. And I just think feeling skill just, I'm not saying those kids didn't get better as far as their skill set, but those kids are getting taught these things at a young age and then physically coming up. Yeah. We are physically more developed, but feeling skill doesn't play as much of a role, <laughs> you know. At 16. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, as as they get older, because they can like you look at our grassroots and our some of our high school play. Like if you're just physically and athletically dominant, you're still going to be able to be successful and you, and you blend some skill with it. You're going to be fine. Correct. Correct. 16, 16 high school where physically dominant is still 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 the uh, calling card there. Chelsea, you have any quick thought to add to it while we before we wrap up? No, Ani hit it on the head. I, I definitely yeah. agree. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, we're really good at 15 and 16. You look at Cooper Flag and even LeBron going back to LeBron, some of these guys, wow, like how good they were right. at 15, 16. And yeah, the, the rest of the world may not be there physically. So yeah, we'll see how the USA does. Again, we have a three year uh, smaller gap between the Olympics because of COVID and the Olympics and 224 in Paris. That's going to be interesting. Be interesting to see who makes the team and we'll be following it. and uh, hopefully we guys can, we can get together in LA for the 228 Olympics. That, that should be on our bucket list to uh, watch a game. I, I'm oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do that in LA, but that's a little ways off, but thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of in the pain overtime and we're out of here. Yeah.